Welcome back to the Skills for Learning podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how academic skills support can help you during your time at university. And I've been joined by Dr. Tom Mitchell from Sports Coaching, who's a senior lecturer in the Carnegie School of Sport. Hi, Tom. Hi, Laura. Thanks for inviting me on. Thanks for joining us. Um, so I'm really interested to hear, Tom, how academic skills support has helped your students to develop themselves during their time at university. Yeah, um, I mean, the academic skills development side of the library services is just such an important part of um, their development as, as students. We're obviously teaching a sport coaching programme. And, you know, a lot of that is practical delivery of sports sessions to young people. Yeah. But nevertheless, that's situated inside a BSc Honours degree programme. Of course. Where they've got to meet quite a lot of high quality, high level standards in when they're doing things like assessments, when they're doing presentations, when they're undertaking reading to prepare for those kind of pieces of work. We've got to give them a, a well-rounded set of academic skills just to be able to allow them to be able to meet the demands of the degree programme. Absolutely. Um, so when did you first sort of become aware of the support that was available at the university? Yeah, so, so I've got um, a further education background and I've taught right. a lot of things like um, BTEC um, and foundation degrees and, and things like that and and those types of students at those kind of ages around 16 to sort of 21 22 that in the FE sector there's a lot of emphasis on academic skill development oh, okay. to help to help them meet sort of continuous coursework demands so mm -hmm. in a previous life when I've been working in those domains I've been really aware of the services that the, those types of institutions will put on yeah when I arrived at Leeds Beckett as a senior lecturer, um, probably five or six years ago now, um, that that's forefronted in my mind. So I just went and had a look on the library website and said, well, what's oh, about for students? Yeah. Because I, I kind of, um, not knowingly, I hoped those kind of services would be available. And so I had a look and it was the same time I was given uh, a level four module, a first year module called uh -huh. research. It was called research and personal journey at the time. It's now called research and personal development. Right. So I've had this module where then it's about developing themselves as people, as aspiring professional coaches, as students. And at the same time, I'm then uh, tasked with that. I've then thought I'll go on the library, I'll see what's there for them because in my previous life, that was what I yeah. was used to seeing. And when I went on and I saw skills for learning, I was sort of amazed by the amount of provision and resource available for students to use. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of then using some of that, pointing some of that to students um, because it's such an excellent resource for them. I think that's really positive to hear that you've, you've sort of been modelling what we would hope that students would go out there and do and, and find the resources that are there. Um, but I think there's so much to be said for somebody like you advocating for the skills provision that we offer and making sure that the word gets out there so students know what we've got available. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, we know students are making this huge sort of transition from maybe college or sixth form or something like that. Yeah. where it's probably put, you know, put on a plate for them a lot. Mm. And students are coming in. There's also loads of other things. You know, they've got so much free time. They've moved to a new city. It's a yes. whole new way of working. Things like academic skills are probably less down their agenda. <laughs> Not at the top um, of the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I, th I think it's really important for somebody like a tutor 
especially in a module that's linked to kind of development and ownership of development to point them in those directions I mean I I sometimes use some of the materials as part of teaching I'll use some of the worksheets yeah and put them in my sessions and have you been on depth skills for Lynn have you seen this is where I've got it from and hopefully those that's those sort of tie-ins really kind of help students just be aware and it feels normal just to go on skills for learning that's really good to hear yeah absolutely yeah that's that's exactly what what the intention is um so when you've talked quite a bit Tom about students coming to us from uh, different backgrounds from college school etc different walks of life but when they actually come to us uh, what kinds of areas do you find that they really need most support with in terms of academic skills development yeah yeah um yeah and the majority of my teaching is level four mm. so like i'm used to i teach this kind of level quite a lot so i'm, I'm hopefully got a bit of a view of what i think they need mm. i think students coming onto our programs and um, they're generally low in confidence in a range of academic skills that they, they'll okay. often say oh, i'm rubbish at writing or mm. uh oh, i'm not very good at searching for information and i don't mm. read much and you get a bit of a sense that they're, they're quite low in confidence in a range yeah. of aspects there's also sometimes a bit of learned helplessness that maybe that they haven't been as independent as they probably could have been. Right. Yeah. So what that means for us is it's kind of twofold. So one big aspect for us is self-regulation. Mm-hmm. So managing the time, getting to sessions, being independent, finding out things for themselves yeah. is quite a big challenge. It's a huge part of being a higher education student, but it's a huge transitional moment for a student to actually have that realization where it's actually oh, they're, they're asking me to find this out for myself here so self-regulation is one of the big ones now mm-hmm. it's probably not directly answering your questions what academic skills but it's certainly a skill and of something that they really really need um from a purely more academic skill um i find they struggle to record information so they're okay. in a lecture Mm-hmm. They're not sure what information to take down on maybe a piece of paper on their laptop. They're not. They're, some of the students are trying to write every word the tutor's saying. Yes. And yeah. some of the students are trying to copy down what's on the notes. Mm. And either way, they're missing some of the information. Yeah. So recorded information, for example, note taking, and, and yeah. we we advocate the Cornell. Um, method of note taking yeah yeah. students tell us that that's something they need early on very quick because you're straight Mm -hmm. into delivering content to students and students will tell us that something like Cornell note taking and me maybe doing a session or pointing them towards uh, note taking and things like that is really useful for them so they find that a bit of a quick win and then they've got this sort of set of recorded information I think that's a really um, handy tip for any students who are listening, particularly students who have perhaps joined us recently, to start off thinking about how they actually record that information they're gathering in their classes in the first place. Because um, I think it's almost there's almost an assumption that you should know what you're doing when it comes to taking down that kind of information. But it is a skill in itself, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, it is completely. I mean, we ask students in class and we try and have open and honest conversations. Some students will say, I just don't write anything down because I don't mm-hmm. know what to write down. I haven't yeah. got a clue. Some students will use different types of recorded information, not knowing what works best for them, and they'll record it in different places. Yeah. So when it comes to actually trying to retrieve that information and actively uh-huh. learn from it at a later date, they're, they're in a bit of a mess because it's not uh, maybe consistent or not useful for them. 
Yeah, so that's then, kind of about organisation, isn't it, really? It is, yeah. Um, and they all kind of go hand in hand. So they, they write something down, but they, like I say, it's, it's maybe an inconsistent way of recording and storing information that, that makes it harder to retrieve. So we try and work with students to help them understand what works best for them. How will they actively retrieve the information once they've actually recorded it down? Where are you going to put it? And we kind of work with students to come up with a way of working Yes, yeah. So, Tom, you've obviously talked quite a lot about the resources that you've used, skills for learning resources, and the way in which you've integrated that into your programmes within your uh, your subject area. Um, so what kind of differences have you noticed then with students when they have engaged with these kind of materials in terms of their achievement? Yeah, um, it's probably quite difficult to answer with with solid data because skills for learning is, a, is, a, is open access isn't it course, and, yeah. and it's not necessarily recorded exactly what each student clicks on um but what we find is when we explicitly teach some skills like academic writing conventions mm -hmm. or referencing and then we support that with links to skills for learning we see them trying to use those skills yes yeah so in terms of differences we 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 know if we t if we teach information and be really explicit that this is an academic skill this mm -hmm. is important we see we see them valuing it and we see mm -hmm. them feeling upskilled and then when we offer them opportunities to use those skills yeah which is more in a more an implicit way of learning because we just force the use of those skills and then we support them mm -hmm. we see them feel confident and competent that they can use those skills now we haven't marked work yet this year no but we'll see if, if we explicitly teach deliver give them opportunities to test and try support and give a bit of feedback this, those skills don't become those huge obstacles they've got a base of skills that they can start to work from yeah absolutely so it's this two-way process isn't it and i think that's really important for our students to appreciate is that all this information is out there and it's like you say it's open access it's really available but actually there is support there to guide you through using this uh, these resources and the things that are there it's not sort of well here you go and you're on your own now yeah no i think i think us as tutors and, and tutors on any module at any level have got in my mind a, a responsibility just to help and guide and show where some of these resources are now ultimately it is the student's responsibility to to learn and make that jump to go on skills for learning and make that jump to yes, maybe go yeah. on a workshop and things like that but the, the the amount of information that's available to them is is just amazing so you talked tom about the uh, cornell note making method and how much you recommend that are there any other sort of academic skills resources or areas that you think that students should particularly be thinking about or focusing on during their studies yeah definitely um I suppose it's going to be dependent on where and at what point they are in their studies. Definitely. Um, and a lot of my work, admittedly, is with level four learners. So an example might be um, for every student, it's the skills for learning site. For yeah. every student, that should be something they should be going on pretty regularly, uh, whether it's for assessments or whether it's just for learning content that is getting delivered. I think it's a really good companion to go alongside anything that's delivered to them. And I suppose early on in anyone's um, 
academic journey coming into the university and maybe maybe early on in program example i'll give is is certainly the independent learning and time management right there, yes. that, that section is probably i would say really really important if you're just starting out at the university and you're just coming in because from my experience of sort of uh, BTEC programs in school, mm-hmm. there's probably it's probably slightly less on the independent side of it and time yeah. management because they're extremely busy in those kind of environments. Come to a university, there's less contact. It's more on yeah. you, and there, that's probably a really kind of early useful kind of um, section of the skills for learning site that's got some really really good ideas, um, and also. If you're doing assessments, the time management bit, the assessment kind of x-ray section, the bits where you're working out how much time you should do on your assessments is absolutely fantastic and just really useful to help people. Absolutely. Um, And I think, as you quite rightly point out, if you get these sort of foundational skills in place to start with, then the rest of it can sort of follow from there. So I think that's a really good tip. So we've talked quite a lot, I think, about the resources that are available and what students can do to uh, engage with them and how lecturers can support that. But is there anything you think our students shouldn't be doing when it comes to developing their academic skills? Yeah, yeah, there's a few things, really. Um, Don't be passive in it and don't just hope that you might pick up writing because you think you might get some feedback off your tutor and you'll get a bit better at it. Um, yeah. students need to be active so so don't be passive is probably one that's a really good one yeah um i'd also you know something we say to them to try and help them be more active is, is ask them what are they bring into the party when they're learning okay so, but, you know don't be passive you've got to bring something to that um and i suppose the other one is don't see skills for learning as kind of um a plaster that'll just suddenly mend everything you know right. developing your academic writing is a, a slow burner it, it takes trial and error it takes doing it repeatedly so please don't think skills learning has an immediate answer suddenly you're excellent at writing or suddenly you're excellent at referencing yeah so all these skills a lot of these skills are slow burners mm, yeah, so yeah. use them to help you learn the skills but it will not suddenly you'll not suddenly be better at um, you're not suddenly be a perfect um, example of how to reference by just going on skills for learning once. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really interesting idea, just sort of engage with this stuff as soon as possible and keep coming back to it because that's how you're going to actually build on those skills. Yeah, definitely. And, and we know learning development is so active, so you, yeah. you, know, you can't be passive in that process. Yeah, yeah. And I think particularly you've talked quite a lot about level four, about first year and sort of getting on board with it at that early stage rather than coming to final year mm. and thinking, oh, heck, I never did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you can't go into level five or six when each assessment grade con- contributes to your final degree classification. If you're going into level five and six, having not really looked at skills for learning, um, you're at a potential disadvantage, whereas if you are constantly using it throughout your degree program throughout your life cycle at the university and it's a companion and it's a friend yeah that's a really really important service to have and really useful i really like that analogy it's and, and we do we try to be actually literally friendly as well when our yeah. students come to us in the library <laughs> we try our best anyway um I think this has been a really useful discussion today and it's really great to hear how much you uh 
have used skills for learning to support your students uh, while they're progressing through their degrees at the university. Is there anything else you'd like to add about academic skills or the skills for learning services at LBU? Yeah, well, yeah, a few little bits. You know, um, a strong set of academic skills can really, really support your uh, performance as a, as a learner mm-hmm. and as a student. So it's likely to help you with your grades, but it's likely to help you retain knowledge which is really important. Of course, yeah. Um, and I suppose really for students, it's it's maximise the opportunity to use all the services right. and get the get your value out, out of your fee. There's so many services and there's only sort of 72 teaching weeks over a three-year yeah. period. Gosh, um, that doesn't take, sound like much when you put it like that. <laughs> it's take every opportunity to, to maximise all the support that's available for you and library services and skills for learning are some unbelievable support that can be really impactful for students. Mm, yeah, I think that's um yeah, that's a really valuable take on it. I should think about the the financial side of it. Are you getting value for money from your degree? Yeah, I, I like that. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Tom. It's been really, really interesting and really helpful, I think. And hopefully it will give students confidence to go out there and to start thinking about how they can develop their academic skills uh, going forward. Um, So that's been a really, really good discussion. Thanks, Tom. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invite.